All right, Aftershocks, Tremors, we're back here with another discussion episode. Matt Hartman and Chris Aiken with you once again. And uh, what's going on, Chris? How you doing on this glorious Saturday morning? Well, it is cold over here, my friend. I mean, it is it is a whopping yeah. nine degrees as Ooh. as I speak to you. <laughs> Yikes. That's making you wish you'd go back to New York, right? Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is yeah. the one... So one thing I don't miss, man, are those long winters, man. It's it's you know yeah. once you get a taste of of the the California winters, it's it's really hard to kind of go back to to that yep. those long winters, you know, back in the East Coast and Midwest and so forth. But Dude, uh, that that yeah. first winter when I moved back here from living in um in Fort Ord in the Monterey mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. oh that first winter, you know, because I I got real used to. It. I, I was there sure. three years, three winters, mm-hmm. and in the three winters, I think the average temperature was like seventy. Oh, you wow, know, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it didn't exactly. get cold and no. it was like, mm. then, then I got back here and, you know, you know, I should have been aware going over the mountain there over in, um, in Reno or wherever, you mm-hmm. know, you the know, Sierras. right on yeah, 40, yeah. on 40 yeah, the Sierras. Mm-hmm. where yet, where, where you have to put the chains on your tires yep. or else you're not allowed uh-huh. on the road You can go up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. That should have been my warning shot that, well, maybe <laughs> I should stay here, but, <laughs> but you know. I'll still, you know what? You can have the bad taxes and the bad government, and I'll, oh, I'll yeah. take the cold weather. I'll trade. Yeah, I'll- I get it. Mm-hmm. Like anything, <laughs> exactly. There's plenty of bad to go along with this good weather that's out here, exactly. especially these days, man. No doubt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. But so anyway, I mean, you know, it's uh, as we've been doing. You know, we've done about what six or seven of these these episodes right now mm-hmm. on on the current state of the music business. Sure. So whenever, whenever we you know come across you know an interesting topic or something newsworthy that's happening, we definitely want to bring it to to the audience and to our listeners. And I did come sure. across uh, within the last week or so, I came across this really great column, this article. It's titled "Old Music Is Old Music Killing New Music." And this sure. kind of touches on a bunch of stuff that we've talked about, obviously, uh, on some of these episodes we've done. Uh, it was written by this um, this guy's a great writer. He's he's a, a professor. He's a he's really he's a jazz musician and a journalist and author as well. This guy's name is Ted Joya. Um, you know, I actually hit him up okay. about trying to get him on here, um, and he you know he wanted to do it, but he was saying he he had like twelve re- interview requests this week from this article. Oh wow. You know, he's also, he's writing a book. He's, he just couldn't do it. He's too busy. But uh, sure. so he, he politely, you know, declined. Um, but, um, you know, this guy, you know, even though he's not in the rock world or metal world, this 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 type of article, it doesn't really matter. It spans the whole music business in general. Sure. So I thought this would be a really good thing to talk about here. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most important and informative uh, pieces of information that I've kind of come across, uh, you know, within the last, I'd say, year or so. And, okay. um, and you know, it, it begs the question. It's true, man. So is old music killing music, new music? Um, you know, let's, let, let's let's just start with some of the data that he has here in the article. Okay. I'm going to quote a lot of this stuff as we go. The first thing, okay, so according to the latest numbers from MRC Data, which is it's a music analytic firm. Okay. Okay, old songs now represent 70% of the U.S. market, 70%. Now, I don't know about you, man, but that doesn't spell good news for a lot of these new bands that, that, you know, if if they're thinking about making a career and and playing music. Not um, at all. That's going to have you kind of, you know, maybe questioning that decision if you're a musician out there right now. Mm. Um, And and it gets even worse. So not only that. The overall, the new music market in general is shrinking. I mean, the growth in the market is all, it's coming from all old songs. 
the two so he puts in the article the 200 most popular new tracks okay that are you know obviously here in the u.s the 200 most popular new tracks now account for less than five percent total streams mm -hmm. where three years ago it was twice as high so basically as we know i mean and me and you know this from our friends and colleagues and so forth nobody's listening to new music anymore now i'm gonna stop you there just for yeah. a question mm -hmm. that i don't know the answer to okay. when they say streams Mm -hmm. Does that include YouTube? Yes, that includes YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay, because if it yes. includes YouTube, that's a little shocking. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's if it's just the services, that wouldn't shock me as much because I know the kids are on YouTube. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. No, well, go it's, ahead. Uh, go ahead. But yeah, no, no. So, so anyway, those are just the the main first two pieces of information mm -hmm. I want to throw out there. And like I said, this is to, like I said to us. I don't think this is real surprising. Like I said, most people we know they're they're you know what are they doing? They're listening to old stuff. Sure. Um, and you know, I think, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead with my, some of my, you know, maybe I guess thoughts on this in terms sure. of why people are really aren't listening to, to new music and it's just old stuff. One of the reasons, obviously, besides obviously it being the music that we all grew up with and a lot of people just, I think naturally when you get older, I start with my, my dad and, and, you know, my uncles and so forth, my, my parents, you know, they you get sort of to a spot in your life, and you stop, you know, discovering new music. A lot of people, like guys like us, sure. yeah, we're we're junkies. We we're always going to be looking for new stuff. But some people, they're just so comfortable in what they listened to growing up with, and they never really liked anything else that came afterwards. So right. I think one of the reasons, other than that, is you've got a lot of people. Like like for instance, one of the reasons if I listen to old stuff, a lot of times it has to do with you know. The fact that, you know, back in the day, I mean, we were paying 15 to 20 bucks a pop on a CD, right? And mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't really, we'd go in a record store, we'd see a cool CD or, or, or you know, something that looked cool, looked real metal. And we're like, oh, okay, sure. this looks something I'd, I'd want to maybe check out. But we had no way of listening to it before we bought it for the most part. So right. we had to take that chance. So now for me personally, when I, I, I see, you know, I'll go on a Spotify or whatever and I'll, I'll check out, listen to these albums that I remember seeing back in the day that i couldn't really afford to buy because i mean you know mm -hmm. I, I i did it all the time where i'd throw down 20 bucks and took a chance on cds but you know you couldn't do it that much couldn't afford to do that for 10 cds you wanted to get you know or you looked at that looked interesting you'd probably do it to sure. one or two mm -hmm. so i so for me i love going back now and being able to listen to a lot of those cds that i wanted to check out and that i couldn't and then a lot of them i wind up being good and i start listening to it because sure. i didn't really hear it back in the day so i mm -hmm. think that's one that's one of the reasons you know my opinion um so what's your what what's your take why do you why do you think that it's oh, that old music now is just destroying you know uh, new music these days uh, man there's a million reasons i mean mm -hmm. we can go to the little tiny things or we can go to the big thing i'll start with the littlest tiniest things okay. i'll start with the tiniest things that i think make a huge huge difference okay you remember when you bought picking out what what is your favorite album of all time that you actually own a vinyl copy of that I own a vinyl copy of, uh, you know, yep. Fear Factory's D Manufacturer. It's always my go-to. Perfect. When you first got that record, mm -hmm. you opened it up, you read every word, right? Mm -hmm. You read not only the lyrics, you read who was on it, you read who was the producer, you read who was the engineer, yep. you know, you read every every word in the thank yous to see if there was mm -hmm. anybody in a band that you knew exactly. yep. or or maybe even somebody that you knew. You know, because Fear Factory spent a lot of time in New York. So for you, you mm -hmm. might have been looking for actual names that you knew. True. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mm -hmm. mean, absolutely. We 
gravitated to that. That was, that was one of my favorite things ever doing was mm. getting a record and putting it on and just reading the, the shit that came with it while it played that first time, that first mm. time. And it, it created such an excitement for me. Anyway, mm -hmm. you go to a streaming service, any streaming service, the picture is that big. If mm -hmm. that it's tiny, you can't tell who plays on anything. You don't know who's, who's the players. It mm -hmm. just doesn't tell you. I mean, 99% of the time, it does not tell you that here is like, I'll use machine head as an example. They're getting ready to put out a new record. Mm -hmm. Now, unless you're a hardcore fan and I mean a hardcore fan, are you going to know who's playing on the new machine head record? No. Yeah. No, you're right. No mm -hmm. way. Because they Not lost true. two guys, mm -hmm. you know, they lost two guys. And the third guy that's in there now is a replacement player. Mm hmm. So you're literally going to be trying to figure out who the hell's in the band and you're not going to figure it out by looking at the, there's nothing to look at. Mm -hmm. If the streaming services wanted to do themselves a service, they would put the artwork into some sort of clickable PDF format that people could get excited about music again. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons it's so disposable is because there's nothing to it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just, just sound. It's just, it's yeah. just noise. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. there's no, and you know, to piggyback on your point of it too, you know, as we all hated paying for music, every one of us hated paying for music. Absolutely. You know, most of us, I'm not going to say everybody, but I'll admit it to me. Most of us stole a lot of it. You know, <laughs> we would go into a Kmart and we'd distract the, the store yeah. oh, clerk yeah. and we'd stick a tape <laughs> or two in our pocket Absolutely. out the door. We'd go. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Yep. Because we couldn't afford it. But we had such a commitment to that shit. You know, I have records that I, I or tapes rather that I don't listen to now, but I still have the tapes because mm -hmm. I got away with stealing them. And mm -hmm. I know that's dumb, but like I have Golden Earring, the one with um the bullet hits the bone bullet on hits it. The bone. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that song, the yeah. Twilight Zone. Twilight you Zone. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, I have that tape here in the house. Why? Because I stole it. You stole it. <laughs> and and it and it's I remember the the moment. You know, I re mm -hmm. I remember the moment. Mm -hmm. And it was like that when you bought music back then. When it's free, it's like anything that's free. It mm -hmm. it when it's free, it doesn't matter. You know, that's it's, true. It's like yeah, it, like anything, anything that's handed to you for free, it loses its value, and it yeah. does. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's just, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have anything that, that makes you remember it because it's just, you didn't have to earn it. You didn't have to work for it. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's a huge, huge, huge problem. You know, um, I'll yeah. let you go because I have a million reasons on this. No, so no, absolutely. No. And there is, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, one of the other things too, that, that I, I noticed too, is, you know, there's, there's also just no hype in music, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, even commercial radio, now is playing really they're playing old hits they're not yeah. focusing on new music and if they do they're mixing it in with the old hits mm -hmm. um which i think is fine i think that's good because it, it, at least it gets if you've got you know listeners that want to listen to old stuff at least you're mixing in some new music in there to sort of help maybe open their ears a little bit to some new stuff but you know i mean one of the things that i think you know that used to happen okay was Music had a very cultural impact, you know, and that's something that we've talked about, obviously, previously, too, before and so on, you know, a couple of these episodes we've done. Um, 
you know, never before in history where, where you know, where you know, with music, there's never been a point in history where new tracks that were like the mega hits like they are now have no real, you know, cultural impact. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of the songs that, you know, become now big hits these days, they go completely unnoticed by most of the population. You know, where it used to be that yeah. even if you weren't in to certain, you know, top, you know, top 40 or top 10 kind of hits, you know who they were and you know the oh, songs. Yeah. You know, yeah. no matter what, even if you didn't sit there and listen to it, you knew who it was. These days, I mean, how many times you sit there and go, or if someone, you know, I, I'm looking on, say, you know, something online, looking at some news thing, and they're talking about, you know, Billie Eilish or something. You know, yeah. it's just like, okay, I hear, I hear this name, but I don't know really what what kind of, what their, their songs are. You know, I just hear sure. their name. Mm -hmm. Where in the past, you knew. You know, when Prince oh, yeah. was at the top of the charts or, my, or whoever, I mean, right. you knew it was Prince. You knew these, you know, Madonna, whoever it was, you knew who these people were because they were and, so part of culture and it wasn't just the people let's be honest i i'm gonna guess that you mm -hmm. do not like bruce springsteen that's a guess uh i like some of the stuff i'm not a right. you i'm not a bruce fan like you but i like some, some how Springsteen. about madonna are you, are you i madonna actually fan? i actually do like madonna i do damn it yeah. i'm losing on this one you give me, me give me yeah. one that you don't like that's you too you like you too i did i liked you too as a kid yeah damn it <laughs> <laughs> My 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 thought anyway. How about Cougar, John Cougar, John, I like Cougar, John Cougar. Sorry, man. It's I liked it. I like John Cougar. All right, damn it. <laughs> police. I love the police, man. Ugh, yeah. Any of the any of the rock pop stuff in the eighties, yeah. I'm pretty um, much I kind of like. And I I was the same way, although I hated the police. So I'll use the police really? in okay. my own example instead okay. of you. Okay. I did not like the police at all. I really despised listening to them. I hated Sting's voice. Okay. That being said, I could name 10 songs in a heartbeat from the police. Mm -hmm. That is the difference. Mm -hmm. You can't. Yeah. Billie Eilish has like a billion plays on whatever medium she's on. Mm -hmm. And I can name one. And me who listens to that kind of music can name mm -hmm. one song. I can name the bad wow. guy song. And that's okay. it. That's it. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. that's the difference. There's no, there is no. There's no hype because, well, a couple of reasons that there's no hype. Number one, there's nowhere to be hyped about. Well, Where true. do you hear this mm -hmm. stuff? No, good point. You know, there's really no radio for it. There's really no TV for it. There's no mm -hmm. MTV. There's no Fuse. Yep. There's no much music. There's no exactly. VH1. You know, there's YouTube. And YouTube is on demand. So if you don't know the mm -hmm. name, you don't check it out. Yeah. No, it's good. And that is, you're right. And that's, that's, I think a major, uh, a great point is you're right. Where no, no place is hyping music or if they are, yeah. it's not, you know, we don't know where it is. It's not something like you said, there's no MTV where it's right. It, you know, you put it on, it's just in the background playing. There's not on the radio. Um, like you said, you know, we used to read all magazines. That's what you, like you said. But when, once again, when music information became free, as we were talking about before, where anything mm -hmm. free just kind of loses its value. Well, now information and songs, everything's free. And mm -hmm. so it's not that big of a, it doesn't have that sort of, you know, like you said, hyper mystique or whatever to it, where, yeah, you, you get excited about it. It's just like, okay, well, there's a new song by this band. Good. And like you said, these days you listen to something as quickly. It's forgotten as, as much yeah. as it is when you first hear it. It's, you know, so it's, it's you know, and, and, and Joya, you know, the, the author here, he does, uh, he, he says basically in this article, he says that, you know, because of there's no hype and because it has such little cultural impact on society anymore with, with these new songs and, and popular hits and so forth. It overall, it's really a repudiation of the whole pop right. culture industry, sure. you know, which is well, always, which is always focused usually on what's happening now. 
not yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and, and you know what? And and this is one place I think he sort of missed the mark, unless I missed it reading the article. Mm-hmm. But um, he he talked he talked a lot about that. There's no cultural relevance to the music, and I agree with him. There isn't. Huh. But he didn't really focus on the reason, and the reason is because there's no need for it now. We have social media, so everybody's part of the cultural revolution that's going on right now. Everybody is active on it. Mm-hmm. You don't point, need. Yeah. You don't need a theme song. You don't need four dead in Ohio to be pissed off about the government shooting kids. Good you point. know, mm-hmm. you, if, if there's a shooting today, you'll read about it 33 seconds after the bullet hits the bone, you mm-hmm. know, on Twitter mm-hmm. there's, and, and everybody, everybody doesn't, everybody's not looking for somebody to be the beacon of light of their idea. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. all of those bands that were Woodstock bands, I'll just call them Woodstock bands. Mm-hmm. All, all of the Joan Baez, Joni Mitchells, Neil Young, mm-hmm. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, you know, Credence, etc. All of those bands were looked to as this beacon of they represented the generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's there's zero need to represent the generation. I can look on Twitter in 13 seconds and figure out what the what millennials think, what Gen X thinks, what Gen Y thinks, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need, I don't need sticks to sing me a song to tell me it anymore. Yeah. And, and yeah. these point. kids, these kids know it. They, they know that they are kids today. Don't want to be rock stars anymore. Dude. Every kid we knew in some way, shape or form wanted to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. You ask a kid that's 18, 19, 16 years old, whatever, what they want, they'll tell you they want to be a YouTuber. YouTuber, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They want to be an influencer. They want to, yep. you know, they have no interest in learning a skill and then being the best at it. Their skill is turn on their camera and say something funny or eat fucking Clorox pads or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's right. the difference, man. There's no where he kept talking about the cultural thing. I, I really was like, well, there's no need for a cultural band. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the last, what was the last culturally relevant band? Rage uh, Against Machine? I mean, it's, it's been a while. You, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a good point. I don't know. It, I probably something along the lines, probably something from the nineties like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been years. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I mean, I mean that's, I, I think that's one of the, and I think that's one of the reasons why just music isn't as, prevalent in people's lives mm-hmm. as it once were like you said because yeah. of the advent of social media yeah. and now like well, you said everybody's not wanting to take their time to be a rock star or work hard sure. to become something like you said they want to be instant stars on youtube because sure. you can be in a lot of ways you stuff can go mm-hmm. viral if you keep doing it work hard at it you know and you bust your tail doing it it can happen so sure and it's easy well, to do like you said it costs no money to do yeah know? and and i mean look at the if you really look at the timeline of it, it makes total sense. If we're if we agree that Rage Against the Machine is probably the last culturally relevant band, which mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody will tell us that there's somebody else, but you know, there's there's nobody that big. Like Rage Against Machine, I'm gonna say Rage Against the Machine was the last big one to do it. Maybe Pearl mm-hmm. Jam on a, some smaller level, you know, as far as mm-hmm. the as far as the influence on the culture. I mean, they're a huge mm-hmm. band, obviously. Sure. But, but one one of those two bands, I would say, is it. Well, you know what? You know what follows right next to that in the timeline? The launch of MySpace. Mm-hmm. And that's when people started be able, being able to voice yeah. their own opinions and, and mm-hmm. having their own shit out there. And it wasn't crazy, you know, until 
you know, until Obama took office, but it, mm -hmm. it certainly was building to where even in the old MySpace days, you started realizing that you didn't agree with everything your friends said. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know yeah I know. and, and you mm -hmm. weren't out there saying man i wish disturbed would sing about that or i wish corn would sing this song to say, mm -hmm. you know to, to express how i feel you would mm -hmm. just be like fuck you dude you're an asshole and i have more followers than you here on myspace yeah. so fuck mm -hmm. off you know <laughs> yeah. you know that that's how it was and it's just a it's a very different time and it's a it's a it's a time where not only music, music stars, but any stars, it's a time where celebrity no longer matters. Celebrity, uh, you got to be the one tenth of one tenth of one percent to have celeb to be a celebrity breakout now. For every set of Kardashians that you get, you get 9 million kids with 10 times the talent that never are heard from again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and, and that's all, and that's kind of always, if, if you really look at it, that's kind of an exact parallel to how the music business has always been. Well, you know? the thing, about, yeah, well, I mean, the thing about the music business, though, I mean, the, the, the whole model of it, you know, was, oh, it's always been built though on promoting mm -hmm. new songs. Sure. You know, I, for instance, you know, with, um, like the Grammys this year, right? Didn't happen, right? Okay, I did. I I, I literally was like, "Is it coming up?" Well, <laughs> well no, they they canceled. Well, see, but that's exactly exactly it right there, right? So the Grammys. I mean, back I think it was about about ten years ago, and he put this in the article. Forty million people viewed it in twenty twelve. Mm -hmm. Okay, last year nine million. That's a seventy five percent drop yeah. in viewership. So no one even that's like he like he talked about in the article. That's like, you know, for, for, for football fans not playing the Super Bowl. I mean, people would go crazy if, if, if mm -hmm. the Super Bowl wasn't played. Sure. No one even knows about the great. No one even cares. Or No you, one cares. Like you just said, you didn't even know if it was going on or not. I mean, that's. Yeah. And, and that's, the, you know, the whole you know thing about it is, you know, unlike the past for new music, there's no I mean, the other thing, too, there's no real central sort of media posts. You know what I mean? Like we uh -oh. said. Like you mentioned, because of the internet and because of social media, there's not the big hub. There's not the MTV hub here where everyone yeah. goes and goes, okay, I'm going to go. I want to find some new music and you can only go to one or two places. You know, mm -hmm. now it's just because, like you said, it's so fragmented, the industry. Um, it, it's just, there's not a centralized, you know, hub or post where everyone's going to kind of co come together and go to yeah, to well. find or discover new music. Well, you know? and again, it, it, it's that weird. It's it, part of that is that merging of the politics that's going on that I know you and Tanner talked about on um, on mm. Poppet's Corner, you know the the merging of the politics into the the hubs I'll say, mm -hmm. and it, it's way way more prevalent I think in hard rock and metal than it is other places mm. for some reason, which is amazing to me that the the land of rebellion is so anti rebellious oh, these days. But know, that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> that is, I don't want to get into. Yeah, but know, yeah. but. <laughs> The point is, is that, again, it's another place where the bands become irrelevant because mm. they're the the point of whatever malcontent, whatever their reason for malcontent they have is diminished. The, the guy that writes the post on metal injection is more important than the band he's mm. writing about. Yeah. His opinion is more important if he's writing something about, uh, you know, some postmodern punk band or whatever bullshit that he's writing about, 
Mm-hmm. And he's saying, yeah, this, this band that flaunts the Trump era, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's more important than the band. I know. His thought is yeah. more important than the band. And that does no good for the bands. No, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a big, big problem. The, in, in the old days, you know, when, when we had, and we had a flurry of, of magazines, don't get me wrong. We had mm-hmm. Rolling Stone, Rip, Hit Parader, Metal Hammer, um, you know, on and on it went. Um, sure. What was the other one? Metal Maniacs. The Metal Maniacs, Metal Edge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but even, even the mainstream ones, you know, you had your mainstream ones. You had your three or four that you could choose in whatever city you lived lived in that you could pick up every whatever day of the week that they yeah. delivered it. Mm-hmm. You know, you had tons of this stuff but none of it none of it was focused on anything but the band you know i owned a magazine and i can tell you for a fact the the times that it did good were when i did stuff um you know when i when i had an interview with uh peter chris you -hmm. know when i put kiss on the cover then all of a sudden the magazine was doing crazy crazy business we had a we had a, a columnist. We had a political columnist in my magazine. Okay, and he and I named the thing, of course, because yeah, you because know, I needed something shocking. So that the and this is this tell you how old this is, but the name of the column was "Bullets for Tom Dashell's Head," which was a uh, which was <laughs> that, you know that senator guy, right, Dashell? Yeah, Tom Dashell. Yeah, yeah, and um. And it, it was, you know, and what it was, was bullet points, you know, mm. and of course we played the whole bullets and, you mm. know, I, sure. I draped the page with bullets and stuff, you know, it, it, it was a play on it. And anytime we focused on that, no one wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to hear it. It would, it would always be the lowest, lowest red stuff online. We were brand new online at the time, but it was the lowest red stuff online and it was the lowest, um, lowest interactions and nobody would send in letters to the editor saying this sucked or this was great or whatever, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it just didn't impact. Well, now, now that's everywhere. everywhere. Now that's yeah. everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just useless clickbait. And I understand why. And, and to be honest, that's what music as, as a whole is right now is just useless clickbait. Oh, it's yeah. not it's not considered relevant. It's just considered as a way to generate a small amount of money Mm -hmm. to, to whomever is, is using it, whether it's a magazine or an online zine, whether it's a, um, a record company, small or large, whatever the music has become the the music. Very secondary, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, dude, how many great bands do we know that can't get fucking dick? going just mm-hmm. can't get dick going and then you well, know it takes years it takes like 13 years to yeah you're still considered a new band you know after it takes mm-hmm. like 10 10 plus years to really yeah. get going you got it's yeah. it's insane you know i mean like and, and a good point yeah i mean it's almost better to get your music now put on into a video game yeah then then this then they get signed to a record deal because no one's right. gonna hear your, your your music on a record deal right. you know video games and, you will yeah and and, and so then what ends up happening is bands break up because they don't have, you know, they just can't make a living or mm-hmm. they try to do something stupid. Like the, the chick that pissed on the guy's face, mm-hmm. you know, they, they try to do something radical and shocking. And and while that worked for that girl for five minutes, have you heard about her since? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Not. It's gone. Exactly. It's gone. gone because we're in that generation now, yeah. you know, 
okay, you know, it's this is this is sort of a parallel, but mm. my my buddy, um, my buddy John hit me up the other day and he said he he was we were just shooting a shit about movies and he said, Is it weird that I'm excited about the Jackass movie? He's mm. like excited that the new Jackass movie was coming out. Mm. And my answer to him was it's kind of weird to me because I've watched a thousand hours of fail army mm. and, and he was like, well, what's fail army. And then I showed it to him. He's like, Oh, he, he didn't even realize that there's like literally a whole community of jackass uh -huh. that's on mm -hmm. demand, mm -hmm. you know, but the kids know this, mm -hmm. the kids, I guarantee you, if we could find some breakdown of the jackass movie after this weekend, it's going to be lowly attended by young people. It's all mm. going to be fifty-year-old people that go. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, people like yeah, grew up in, the, in that generation with yeah, Jackass being all over MTV well, and so forth. Well, yeah. Mm. Well, they're they're going to see Steve O and they're going to see Johnny Knoxville. Exactly. They're not going to see them blow up a fucking um, porta potty or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know that, the, and the kids today they already have that. They have, like I said, the Fail Army, and I'm sure there's fifty other sites like Fail Army. That, mm -hmm. that do the exact same thing, just little clips, two, three, four minutes of it, but there's 10 million clips. Mm -hmm. The generational value has changed. And, yeah. and you know, music as a, as a generational value has changed. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, that, and that's a big reason that the old music is still popular because old people don't change. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Can't yeah. can't teach an old dog new tricks. New well, no tricks, shit. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> why that's why Deep Purple's getting more plays than Plush. Well, I think it, and I think it's also one of the reasons. You know, obviously with this whole thing going on with the Spotify and Neil Young and Joe Rogan mm -hmm. thing, yeah. where you know, at first I just you know I thought to myself, like you know, who, Neil Young. I mean, listen, obviously he's a huge artist, but in my head I was like, well, most people who listen to Neil Young or who mm -hmm. are fans of him. They already got his records, you know. It's a lot of people, yeah. uh, and, and like I said, the, the baby boomer generation. Um, but because you know, old music is is you know seventy percent of the industry is old music. I mean, that's actually it could be a big deal when you start having if it starts to snowball a little bit, where a lot of these older artists are uh, taking their music off of Spotify. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, the, these you know these record companies, you know, these labels now. And not mm -hmm. even just labels, investment firms. Yeah. All right. They, they get into these major bidding wars to, to buy the publishing catalogs from all these aging rock and pop stars that are in their 70s, 80s, or dead. Sure. You know, because mm -hmm. that is where the, the, the revenue is coming from. The revenue is not coming from your music, it's coming from the old music. Sure. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons I, you know, also that uh, in, in, the, in the article that Joya talks about why he believes that. It's not going to go back anytime soon to where it once was in terms of new music. I mean, I mean, like I said, the song catalogs are most demand are by these old musicians. Sure, you know, well, um, and now you mentioned before even vinyl, right? Vinyl mm -hmm. is still the number one, uh, you know, format. Once again, an old format. Sure, that's the number one leading format for listening to music still. Yeah, well, it's you because know? you can't download vinyl. Yeah, exactly. It's as simple as it that. Has, has value. It has value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, I, I, it's not as popular because let's face it, it was a shit medium. But cassettes are coming back. I know that's insane. That 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 really you know is, people are people mind. are buying cassettes. That's you know mm -hmm. my my friend Tommy. Uh, he's in that Leviathan project with yeah. uh, Ripper Owens. Ripper, yeah. You know they were selling cassettes. They sold cassettes before I they know, sold dude. before they sold 
MP3s. It's insane. I see that some bands saying that they sold out their cassettes. And I'm just like, yeah. are you kidding me? Cassettes? I don't. I don't. Who's? I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't even crazy. have a player anymore. But I don't. You know, <laughs> I know. You know. But yeah, I mean, dude. But again, this goes to kind of it's the unwritten thing that's not in this article, but is a truism. The industry as a whole is playing to old people. Yes, exactly. It's, well, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's not playing to the kids. You yep. know, back in the day, in our day, they played to us. Yeah. There's a reason that hair metal took off the way it did. It was all image. I mean, 80% of the bands in the hair metal era sucked. I, mm-hmm. I'll say it. I don't give a shit what Eddie Vedder said. He, you know, I, I know you probably saw that article today about Eddie Vedder's shitting on yeah. hair mm-hmm. metal and Nikki Six fighting yep. back. Well, Nikki's a fool. If he Nikki's a fool if he doesn't think that 80% of the bands were shit. They were. They were. They were. They were, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not even saying his band, although I don't personally think his band was great. You know, I mean, it was it was listenable, and certainly everybody knows 10 Motley Crue songs, so you can't really say they sucked. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the the kick Tracys of the world, you know, nice guys, not great music. Not great you, know, you, you know, <laughs> and, there's, you mean, yeah. and there's a hundred of those bands. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those bands that were all image and not not as much substance and yet mm. they still found a way to make it into the lexicon and are still in the lexicon mm-hmm. you know i mean dude how many of these bands do you see showing up at m3 look it's the reunion of oh i know bang yeah. tango mm-hmm. it's like yeah, really mm-hmm. really was there a need for a reunion of bang tango well yes there was because somebody's out there buying it yeah oh yeah mm-hmm Exactly. You know, th- that's the saddest of the saddest thing. You take the worst band of that era. For me, I'll say Pretty Boy Floyd. Yeah, they were terrible. <laughs> Pretty yeah. Boy Floyd could do more business than I know a new band right now. Yeah, than a new band than mm-hmm. a Sanhedrin. Yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. And that blows. That's it, it sucks. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, the thing too is, I mean, labels they don't spend you know money anymore too on research and development to sort of revitalize their business. Yeah, every industry out there. They don't even have that anymore. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I mean. There's no artist development. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you're not, once again, that was the big thing. You you know, these bands would get signed to these deals. You get two or three records to prove yourself and Mm -hmm. to develop. And now you you don't get that. You have to do it on your own. You know, if they're going to sign you, you already have to have been successful if you're going to get signed. Or or you have to have the right management company and so forth that has the right connections. Um, But yeah, they don't, they don't do that because, you know, I mean, one of the reasons that that to the article too, that he says that this is happening is when a new song now does become a hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Labels don't want to really do this much because they're also, they're risking copyright lawsuits that are, just yeah. exponentially going through the roof you know it's why they're shying away from putting out new music because of the over-reliance of lawyers and litigation mm-hmm. you know it's, it's really it's not helping anybody but the law firms that are you know representing these people sure. you know all it's doing is putting holes in one's pocket um so like you know like when a, a major you know corporation you know for instance when they settle in a lawsuit i mean nobody wants to go through that whole process no. you know so it's sort of easier i think for labels to go you know what let's just Let's just repackage or if, if you could, you know, either do, you know, covers of songs or just, you know, put out this, this garbage that they're putting out, you know, because oh, yeah. it's, because it is once you, once, you know, these, these songs become commercial hits, 
Yeah, you're going to have, uh, you know, all these copyright lawsuits coming out left and right trying to say that you ripped them off. And so, and if you listen to a lot of these, I mean, pops, I don't know what song it is, uh, who mm-hmm. sings it exactly, but there's a song out there that it's it's like a, it's like a mixture. I mean, it's a totally complete bite off of two songs from the 80s. One's In Excess, Need You Tonight, and that that pop song. I was like that. I forget the name of the lady, but that Two of Hearts, Two of Hearts. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? That pop yeah, song. Yeah. Uh, like Tina something or whatever. Tina Marie. Tina Marie. So if you listen, I forget who sings it. It's one of those newer, like, you know, younger uh, female artists, like Olivia Rodrigo or something. Okay. And it's um, it's basically like those two songs. Oh. I mean, it's complete ripoff of both of those songs. You know, when I hear that song, yeah. I'm like, that's two of those songs put in there. So a lot of these labels, yeah, they're risking, you know, getting into these lawsuits. And I think to them, it's just easier. It's more, you know, economically efficient yeah. to not get involved with it and just go, you know what, we're, we're going to. Like you said, we're going to cater and play to the older. Mm-hmm. The thing, too, is let's be honest. Who's spending money on music? Our generation above. Not, yeah, not, not, not kids. the younger generations. Not, not yeah, because we didn't teach our kids to put any value on, on music. Well, that's it, too. Exactly. Good point. Yep. So I blame us. Yeah. I don't blame the kids. Oh, yeah. I blame us on that. But, you yeah. know, and, and dude, another thing that I think is really, really a big part of part of this whole old music resurgence, and I've been noticing it a ton on a special, I use YouTube music as, as my my player. Okay. And I don't know if Apple does this as well or not, but you know, you know these guys all get paid for streams. Mm-hmm. You know, and to where now streams are more important than actually selling a record oh, yeah. to the mm-hmm. to the to the record companies, not yeah. to the bands, but to the record companies. So now and I've noticed this over and over and over and over again lately. These the bands, when you go to a band's page where the, where all their albums are listed, mm-hmm. now you see all of these albums that are not really albums. They're like called, like Def Leppard is one. Def mm-hmm. Leppard is, is definitely one. And I'll try and pull it up while I'm talking here. And I'll put it on the screen so you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do is they, they get some two dollar fucking art graphic guy to make a small little graphic again they don't need full artwork and they come up with uh some sort of a theme okay and the theme becomes an album itself which generates more plays because they just take the old songs and repackage it a different way like look i'll put it right on the screen here and you and you okay. you, you might not even be aware of this but I, I started started seeing this, and I was stunned by this stuff. So look at all these records here. This is just this is Def Leppard's page yeah. on YouTube Music. Okay. Now this is a real record, although even it's repackaged. X, yeah, and songs from Sparkle. That's three albums that that actually exist. But look at this, Leopard on the Loose. That's not a real album. No, it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's see what's on it. Five songs that are already out. Wow, interesting. Yeah, Work you it know, out. It's only love. All I want well, I, is everything in heaven is. Yeah, you know, no, I you know. I do see that on like on like Spotify. You see, you know, they, yeah, they've got these playlists. Like right down there, there's one which yeah. is the Viviers. The I Viv- guess the Vivian. Years. Yeah, the Vivian Campbell years. So they have all the songs. Yeah, they, they, it, it's playlists within. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, you're yeah. right. Because people don't want to hear the the whole album. They might just want to hear mm-hmm. certain hits from those albums. 
and you're right. It's better than put yeah. that in a playlist. Well, and that's creative, well, and I think that's that's wise. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good. It, it, it makes sense, cool. but it's, yeah. it does no help at all for no, a new for band that doesn't have a catalog. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even even us oldsters. Look, I I'm not a huge Def Leppard fan. I I, I think they're okay. But when I stumbled across this, my first thought was, hey, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't I have the two arm years? What's on mm-hmm. that? And I clicked in and I started looking at it. I was like, oh, well, I know these songs, but I don't know like this live song or whatever. So I'll click that and play it. Well, you know, so I'll play like, wait, like this is a live track of Wasted from 79. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't heard it before. Sure. I played it. But like everybody else, I started doing something else and all five songs played and they got credit for five streams from me, you you know, and, and that's how they get their money. That's how they get their money. Yep. Mm -hmm. But, but this is going, this is a rampant thing. I've just picked Def Leppard because I knew they had a bunch of, I mean, they have, Mm -hmm. if I pull up all their albums, look at how many albums Def Leppard now has. This was never released. This was never released. This yeah. was never released. These two were never released. None of this. You're right. Yeah. Look at all this. Wow. Really, Interesting. I mean, even this, this take this out. Cause it's just a reissue with the, all three albums together. Mm-hmm. The first 10 are the first nine are not real albums. Not albums. Yeah. They're just playlists. Yeah. Yeah. The mm-hmm. last real album is 10 albums down. From a real album that, that real you could have yeah. bought in a store. And it's from eight years ago. Yeah. That's no, not right, promoted. Right so so why would Def Le- why does Def Leppard need to even put out new music? Well, I mean, when you think about Def Leppard, yeah, people are, are it's they're gonna want to hear the hits, you know. I mean, yeah. when I think of Def Leppard and I want to listen to it, yeah, I want to hear the hits off of Pyromania uh, and, yeah, and before it, you know, mm-hmm. and um so yeah, it, it makes sense to have these playlists because then you don't yeah. have to go and just listen to two songs off the album. Okay, go to the other album and listen to those three songs you want to hear and so mm-hmm. forth. It's just right down a list for you. And then, like you yeah. said, it's just a different format, a different way of, of listening now to music. It's not sure. sitting down and listen to those filler songs on those albums. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. wants that. So they're just, you know, they're cutting all that out. Well, right. you know, and I, it, and I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, and it's comfortable. It, it mm-hmm. feels new because you don't know what this is, but it's comfortable. Because mm-hmm. within a minute, you sort of realize that it is something you you do know. Mm-hmm. And it's an advantage. It's an advantage mm-hmm. that the new bands don't have. Why am I going to listen to something new that I have no idea what it is for an hour when I can plump this in and I can hear maybe one or two new songs, but at the same time, three very familiar songs. And I'm and I got my fix. Yeah. No, and right. I don't need to I don't need to find anything new. Mm-hmm. Now that time that I would have given to the new band is gone. Yeah. Well, I know you're right. And, and well, that's the thing. It's the, the algorithms, mm-hmm. right? A lot of these algorithms, they're designed to be, you know, feedback loops, mm-hmm. you know, to, to basically ensure that the, the, the promoted, you know, that the promoted new songs are basically identical to what your favorite old songs are. Yeah, sure. So when you listen to a new song, then it automatically feeds you some other songs that are old songs. You know, so it's not like a lot of times these, you know, I don't, you know, whatever service you use, streaming service, you know, if, like you said, if I listen to, say, the new Def Leppard song, mm-hmm. it's going to, after hearing that song, it's going to start now playing some old Motley Crue or something yeah. right after it. Yeah, you're going to you get a crazy train over exactly, and over again. Exactly. <laughs> we're not getting, we're not getting new music from other new bands. It's almost right. designed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I think that's a great point you put up because it's comfortable. You know, yeah. I mean. 
and it's true. I mean, if I'm sitting here and if I want to hear a song and all of a sudden it starts feeding, you know, the songs after that, if it's songs I do know, oh, yeah, cool, definitely, you know, Motley Crue, whatever comes on, I'm probably going to leave it on. I'm not going to yeah. shut it off. And like you said, well, by doing that, it's generating that money instead of a new song coming on going, eh, I hear the first 20 seconds, I'm not really feeling it, I'm going to shut it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, well, it keeps dude, you on. It's, it's designed to keep you on there and, and, and to not switch, to, you know, change the playlist yeah. or channel. Yeah. It's the it's the digital equivalent to classic rock radio. Mm. Classic rock radio, let's face it, we all can name the set list before it even starts. We all know that it's going to be a Pink Floyd song followed by a Van Halen song followed by two Who songs followed by mm. you know, um maybe a Pearl Jam song sneaks in there as the new old song. Mm. And you know, you know, but but that's how classic rock radio has worked forever. Sure. And what what you I don't know what howard stern was on where you are but here it was the classic rock station and howard mm -hmm. stern would end at 11 o'clock and we'd keep listening until five mm -hmm. well now they get paid now yeah. they get now they make their money hoping that look you can listen me and you get fed a hundred new albums a week mm. and if we listen to it on spotify or on youtube or on whatever and we're doing something else. We're also, you know, working on something or writing something or doing whatever we're doing. It it doesn't stop when the album stops. It mm -hmm. starts playing something else that it thinks you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's there. There's a reason you hear certain artists the same way, and it's because they're bought and paid for. Mm -hmm. yeah. There, there's a reason. You know, me as a classic metal guy, I hear Ozzy to where I fucking can't stand Ozzy anymore. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I, but it's probably partly my own fault because I don't turn it off either. You don't turn it off, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I no. just am like, yeah, it's three mm -hmm. minutes. You know, you know, mm -hmm. the hassle of going and finding something else I want to hear mm -hmm. will take longer than the three minutes to hear. Just listen to it. Yeah, I to know. hear flying high again or whatever. So mm -hmm. I just let it play let it go. to get mm -hmm. to the next one, and then. By by golly, the next one ends up being um, you know, I don't know, um ZZ Top Tush, you sure. know, something mm -hmm. else that's just kind but then you wait that one out. And next thing you know, you're down the rabbit hole of every hit from George Thoroughgood to ZZ mm -hmm. Top to yeah. to you know everybody in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, no, absolutely. No, you you you're spot on with that. And it's uh yeah, it's but just, you know yeah, what, but you know what you never get in that mix? Now one goddamn new song. No, no, well that's what it is, and that's the whole thing. The, the, the way the algorithms are, they're not going to feed you yeah. new music. It's just no. not. And like you said, because it's a you know, people like you said, people are more willing to let a song they already mm -hmm. know play and wait for the next one instead of going yeah. that's a new song. I don't know this song. I'm going to go ahead and change yeah. it and put on something else. People but, are lazy, and, <laughs> you know, and, too. And, it's and, lazy. It, it, it's true. But like what you were saying before, the industry which runs all this shit. You know, which, which, you know, if Warner Media wanted to push a Warner new artist, mm -hmm. it would be played. It would mm -hmm. be in oh, these yeah. algorithms. It would Absolutely. be mixed in somehow. They don't want it either. They yep. don't want it. Just like you were saying, for, for all the reasons that you were saying, they don't want it. Because there's, there's no reason if you're listening to Def Leppard, as an example... There's no reason that you couldn't throw a, a hailstorm song in there and mm. be way off the mark. You would, mm. I mean, hailstorms music's not way, not way that off much the different mark from yeah, Def yeah. Leppard. Of course not, no. But you'll never hear it. 
Which, if yeah. you mm-hmm. if you put if you press play on some Def Leppard song and just let the playlist go for hours, you're never going to get fed a hailstorm song. You're no. never going to get fed a dirty honey song. Just you're never going to get yeah. yeah you're mm-hmm. never going to get rival sons. You're mm-hmm. only going to get mm-hmm. old and older. You'll mm-hmm. get an Eagles song before you'll get a hailstorm song. No, you're right. And you know, and that's the thing. One of the the, the last thing I'll point out in this article. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that he he says uh, Ted Joya is that the and it's something we've talked about. It, the, the the problem isn't a lack of of good new music, and I'm glad he put that in there. He says he gets you know he listens to at least I think 20 new songs a day, mm-hmm. and this is like I said, and he's a jazz guy, but he was saying it's not the lack of talent. He's like the, the talent's still there. There's sure. still great music coming out. We talk about this all the time. There's such great bands still out there, um, yeah. but it's really just an institutional failure to to discover it and more importantly, to nurture it. You know, I mean, the music industry, what they're really doing is they're, they're defending their old ways of doing business rather than building new ones. And the old way doesn't work. I mean, you're always dead. It's dead. You know, and they always say, I mean, the safest, you know, the, the, they're taking the safest path, you know, Uh to them. And that's why artists are, you know, uh, are not getting paid anymore. It's because the industry is crumbling. It's been crumbling for the last couple of decades. They're not worried about fixing the model. They're just worried, okay, we're going to keep the same model because it's safe. As long as they, they're getting their revenue, that's all that matters. They're not worried about taking care of the artists anymore. Right. Not that they ever did, but there was a point in time, I think, that they did do that. They, they knew by nurturing artists, by developing developing them and giving them time and you know, letting them have free records to develop, they were nurturing the artists. They're not doing it anymore, and they're taking the safe path. And as they always say, the safe safest path is usually the most dangerous. If you avoid yeah. all risk, mm-hmm. you might do okay in the short term, but long term, it's a done deal. It ain't going to happen. Dude, I'll take the argument one step even further. I think today's artists are far more talented than the lat- than than the artists from the 70s, well, that's, 80s, that's or 90s. Okay. And, yeah. and I'll tell you exactly why I think this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because all those artists had time. All of them. Every, uh-huh. I, I, dude, one of the biggest bands in the history of the world, whether you like them or you hate them, is Journey. No sure. denying that they're sure. one of the biggest bands sold 150 million records. I'll be or whatever still bigger now than ever. <laughs> be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. And they had four albums at least that didn't sell dick. Sure. You mm-hmm. know, all those pre Steve Perry albums, not the ones that were instrumental and stuff. Those albums didn't sell anything like of a lifetime and just journey journey and stuff like that. They didn't sell at mm-hmm. all. A band like journey would have been dead and gone today. They would have never made mm-hmm. it to finding Steve Perry. No, you're right. These, yeah. mm-hmm. these bands today have no support. None. No, if no, they none. don't, Absolutely. if they don't hit immediately, I mean, immediately they're going to mm-hmm. be on some bullshit label, you know, or less or doing it themselves, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I'm not saying that mm-hmm. that's necessarily bad. What I'm saying is they don't, the old in the old days you formed a band you tried to find a small label and then you tried to yep. you know and then you tried to piggyback that to the big label that's mm-hmm. what every every major band did whether it was metallica Absolutely. or mm-hmm. u2 or any of these bands they all started on something tired poison any one of these bands in the 80s mm-hmm. you know before the the hair metal thing became huge the originals of it, you know, were on some nothing label. You know, Johnny Z just died this week. Mm-hmm. You know, Megaforce Records. How many of those bands piggybacked Megaforce Records to Electra, Atlantic, Warner Brothers, Capital? Sure. 
you know, they all, they all had a resource to yep. help them. They mm -hmm. all had a small guy that led them to the big guy. Mm -hmm. That's gone. There's no, that that's, yeah. you either, you either get discovered on American Idol and they put all the money into you mm. or you miraculously have a breakout song or you're dead yeah or you're no. dead in the water and mm -hmm. uh, and that that's why i'm saying these guys today have so much more to me they have so much more talent because there's so much great music being made and these guys are on do or die from day one yeah mm -hmm. no that's, that's a good point that's yeah. incredible skill man no it is and that's the thing is you know and he, he does point out in the article that that this is something that's also been consistent throughout music history, especially with when rock and roll was discovered in the fifties. And even, I guess, even with, with hip hop in the eighties and nineties, the CEOs of these labels, man, they, they really, you know, they have no clue what's going on. Like for yeah. instance, in the fifties with rock and roll, when that exploded, you know, it, there was, there was, there was gaps, you know, like a, a 10 year period or so forth where, there was nothing new going on in music, you know, with, with the labels mm -hmm. until rock came and, and just took it over. And all these CEOs just climbed onto it. Same with hip hop. Right. That was another yeah. one that did the same thing. And like you just put up a great point, you know, musical trends. It, it always comes from the bottom up. It's not from the top down. These CEOs of these, you know, major labels, they're the last to know what's going on. You know, that's why, like you mentioned, that's why it is the indie labels like the sub pops and like the mega forces. They're the ones that trigger the, the musical movements. Was yeah. those labels? Those, like you said, they had that support and sort of that stepping stone uh, that they could, you know, be on until they were able to do something bigger. And until CEOs of these companies and, and these uh, back in the day, the A and R, you know, our representatives f found out about them yeah. and saw that they were creating this huge buzz. And of course, they couldn't ignore it. You know, yeah. I mean, but they're never the ones, and major labels are never the ones that ever discovered or nurtured artists. And as you mentioned, it's those, it was those independent labels, those mega forces and sub pops and so forth that really created these movements that we yeah. grew up with and wound up loving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's gone now. I mean, it's, it's completely gone. It's gone, gone now. And um, man, if you're signed to bullshit records first, they don't they don't even want to touch you. Mm -hmm. They don't want to touch True. you, they want to repack yeah. if anything, Repackage. you can have incredible talent, but they want to repackage you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's no good either because part right. of what they heard you for was the magic that you as a collective unit created. Yeah. You know, dude, yeah. I have so much respect for a band like Dirty Honey. Oh, yeah. Those guys did it and are still doing it with no label. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. not even the old-fashioned way. They're doing it with no label, no help, just a good PR team and a killer manager. Well, and, and I think that's all it takes these days. And and look at you know, Plush is another one as we mentioned, yeah. another mm -hmm. band that, that that just came out of nowhere. Within a year, they're they're opening up for these major bands. Yeah. Same thing though, they got with the right producer and manager with Johnny K. Sure, and he kind of took them under his wing, you know. And yeah. and that's what it is. It's not you're right. It's not it's not the labels anymore that are going to help you out and discover you. Yeah. It's a lot of it's 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 agents. It's you yeah. know. It's, but you it's, know what though, with, with plush, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on that for a minute. Oh yeah, go for it. Because mm -hmm. with plush, Mariah Formica was on the Voice, and it was a it was kind of a controversy okay. that right. she got yeah. booted off the Voice, mm -hmm. and then the other girl, Brooke Brooke Colucci, Brooke C, the drummer, mm -hmm. yeah, is a YouTuber. I didn't know that. Is okay. a, is a monster YouTuber. If you go and look her, if you look up Brooke C on YouTube and look watch mm -hmm. her drum videos. Every one of them has a half million plays. 
Wow. I, didn't know I mean, she's or more. Well, she's Some of them have millions of plays, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and, and she's just a drummer, you yeah. know, and she's doing like drum through videos of like tool songs and stuff, which is mm -hmm. cool. But I mean, they are plush is very much the modern era. Plush yeah. is what you get. You you get some exposure somewhere, mm -hmm. you become a YouTuber, and then you find it, you know, they're actually going backwards in a weird way. They took the modern day success and they've gone back to actually putting four girls school, playing yeah. instruments and going mm -hmm, out yeah. on the road and slugging it out. No, it's a good and, point. Yeah, exactly. And again, yeah. they're doing it the right way. I mean, obviously, the whoever their manager is, and I don't know the answer to that, but whoever their mm -hmm. manager is deserves oh, half yeah. of their money. Because Phenomenal you don't just done, end yeah. up on the tours that they've had. I mean, Evanescence, Hailstorm, Daughtry, Slash, Wolfie. Uh, Van Halen. You yeah. know, it's like that's their first year as a band. That's crazy. No, that's it is. Crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's, but, it's just crazy. But yeah. no, the, dude, I, I mean, the by and large, by and large, though, the most bands aren't getting that love. There, there's so many. No, bands, you, know, you and I were talking yesterday on the phone about our, our friend Reed Alton. And mm -hmm. his two bands, Osiren and what's his other band called? Invertigo. Invertigo. Great, great bands. Yeah, I agree. Bands mm -hmm. that if if this was 1995, they'd be would signed. Be, they'd be, they would yeah. have been signed and they would have been on tour already for two or three years and they would be writing the third record that is the do or die breakout record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead, they're dicking around playing clubs in Canada, mm -hmm. hoping to get the some festival you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the festival or the reunion show with Triumph or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean it's 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 ridiculous the way the industry just doesn't want to see new music. And I get it, I understand it, but it's gonna it it's it's all about the now without any forward thinking. Yeah, because eventually no, it it's going to collapse. You know, oh, it already is. is. I mean, it already oh, is collapsing. Is. Yeah, mm -hmm. but but eventually we're going to age out. Well, that's eventually we're aging out, and then mm -hmm. what? Well, then that's you know that's the thing we've obviously we've mentioned a lot of times, right? Not just we're aging out; it's it's our musical heroes are aging out, mm -hmm. and there's nobody replacing them. You know, but in a way, you know, I, I'm okay with that because I think what that's going to do and what it is doing is now putting more of an emphasis once again on you know going to the, these these you know local shows mm -hmm. in your local city where there's you know three four metal bands playing together you know and building yeah. up you know I, I mean look i mean no seriously i mean i, look, I, I agree with you but uh, the the thing i don't see though is what's going to happen when all these 20 year olds turn 40 they're not going to have the catalog that we do, you know, the, mm -hmm. the articles talking about how old music is so is, is powering the business mm -hmm. that 20 years from now, what the music that'll be considered old doesn't have any, doesn't have any audience built to it. Well, I know no, you're what, right. Do you, do you exactly. think that those 40 year old kids that are 20 years old now are still going to be looking to Def Leppard or Neil Young? I don't think no, they're so. not. But they're going to look somewhere. You know what I mean? They're going to look for something. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think, listen, and like we, we you know, because we we keep saying, right, there's great new music out there. So there are people yeah. playing it. There are people listening to it. I think it's it's just going to come from sort of, uh, and I hate using this word, but like an organic place yeah. where, you know, it's it's got to really just come from 
the way it originally did because like we were saying the the mega forces and those labels they were powering those you know the the orange county scene with metallica the new jersey and new york scene with anthrax they were you know something like that's gotta happen again you know but 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 once see i i have a totally different take than you do (laughs) yeah well that's good i I mean that's good i i actually think that music as a commercial entity will be dead will be completely dead in 20 under 20 years i Mm. think the lack of anything new coming is going to be the death knell to it it's going to just become soundtrack guys it's going to be guys working for the wwe making intro music it's going to be you know 30 second clips in a movie it's because it's going to follow wherever the money is and the money is going to drain out of this when there's not old bands to keep it alive well well i think because and the re- but here's the thing i think the reason why it's going that way is because everybody is still relying on the old model you know what i mean everyone's mm-hmm. still relying on the old model and, it, and it, you can't rely on the old model i mean there's yeah. going to be a time where there's going to be enough money bleeding from the industry where they're going to have to get their shit together and Bro, they're going to have 30 to... years. It's been 30 years. But, but you, you don't understand who's power in the industry. It's these dinosaur guys. And they're yeah. like I said, they, they, they think about them too, is they don't believe, I mean, look at a lot of the, 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 the big CEOs of these, of these, you know, record labels. These guys are all guys in their sixties and seventies. Okay. They mm-hmm. all grew up in that baby boomer generation, the Woodstock generation, as you call it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they just don't believe to them. I, I think when they die out, okay, you're going to have people our age and, and younger who are going to take over, right? They're, they're going to believe in it. You know, the thing is, these, these the, the Woodstock generation believes only in their generation when it comes to music. You know, sure. it's, it's the reason why they're buying out these catalogs for, for millions of dollars, too, um, is they, they, you know, they thought their music was changing the world and all that stuff. Like you said, that was the you know, the way it was back then, there was no social media. So a lot of this shit came through the music and the culture. Right. They don't believe in it anymore. You know, I think because of a lot of it is because, yeah, we've got the internet and the social media and everything, but they don't believe in these bands. They don't believe in new music anymore. They still think Neil, Re- Neil Young is as relevant today as he was in the 60s. <laughs> right. You know, it is. I mean, they do because they think the generation is the yeah. best thing ever and they think everything else afterwards is all bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I hear it from my, my own my own dad all the time. He thinks like, you know, they okay. changed the world. It's like, yeah, you freaking break. You didn't change the damn world. But, but I mean, but you know what, dude? Think about your own friend set. Not me and you that are me and you are the anomalies. Uh-huh. Our own friends that are our age. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear nothing new. No, but most people they're don't. in that same they're in that same boat. And that's I know. That, to me yeah. is the problem is there's no but there's there's not going to be any bands of any substance to to be the next generation's classic rock or classic music to lure people to it. Well, I, I think I think eventually it's going to have to be, man. When, when, you know, the industry. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they just going to basically, you know, eat its own tail? You know, yeah. in the end. And and now you think so? I think eventually they they are going to have no choice. They're going to see <laughs> that revenues plummeting. No one wants to hear, you know, just old music anymore. And there's going to be, I think, you know, there. It, 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 I guess, you know, like I said in the article, it said this has gone on before. This has happened before in the music industry yeah. back in the 30s and the 50s. You know, and I think it's just been long overdue. I think rock just basically was able to power the industry for so long. Yeah, it doesn't anymore. You know, rock music is is not relevant like it once was. Obviously, you know, hip hop now is the number one selling music mm-hmm. uh, genre, musical genre. 
So, but I, I, but I think anything, I, I just believe things go, you know, always come back and go in circles. And I think you're going to see once, once these, these musicians die out, once the Metallicas and everyone retire um, and they can't play live anymore, they're going to have to find a way of generating some income from live music. And the only way to yeah. do that with is with the younger, younger uh, bands, you know, and it's, it's going to, I think, power a new, Hopefully, a new generation of of you know maybe the industry is going to have to finally going to have to change their model. That's the thing. They after all these years it just amazes me that they still are in the same mm -hmm. business model they've been in forever. They're just yeah. lazy and they just don't want to change it. And that's mm -hmm. what's killing it. But eventually, when the, when these like I said, I think when these when these baby yeah. boomers die out and they're out of the industry, and you got younger guys coming up and taking over, they're gonna they're gonna bring some some fresh you know hopefully new ideas mm -hmm. to the table and. I'm, well, I'm crossing I, my fingers. I mean, that's dude, I all, hope you're. I hope you're you know? right because it's 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 sad to watch something that we've cared so much about die. But to I me, is, it is to me it's this terrible. is literally watching a grandparent fucking get eaten away by cancer. Slowly, it's, I know, just dying a slow death. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but mm -hmm. but unfortunately, it not only does it feel like you're watching that, but it also feels like you're buying them their cigarettes to keep doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, literally, yeah. literally, you we. This is not news that the industry is fucked, no, and yeah. and and yet here we are still talking about it, and nobody's making any changes. I know, I know. To to fix it, nobody's doing anything. To you know, they can't even decide on what how to distribute music anymore. I know they can't mm -hmm. even make that decision. They can't come up mm -hmm. with it. The technological age is so different and so vast. There's so many opportunities that none of them. Why can't there be a, an audio form of an NFT that you mm -hmm. only sell to thirty thousand people for a hundred dollars a pop from a from a band? Yeah, and it's and it's really rare and focused to a band, and it really mm -hmm. regenerates interest because it's the digital equivalent of a collectible vinyl. Mm -hmm. But who's doing that? Nobody. I just yeah. thought of that off the top of my head this minute. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, any, and I'm not some record company genius. I'm just some dick. Yeah, you know, well, it's like, what the well, hell? They can, they can use someone like you in the industry. That's the freaking point. You know what I mean? Someone with some forward thinking, uh, not the, not the getting stuck in the mud. And I mean, it just amazes me how it just, yeah. these, these so-called, you know, business people are just continuing oh, with the same model. But once again, because it's going to eventually affect their own pie. Like right now they can oh. do it because they're still making their revenue. And, and like I said, yeah. yes, it's, it's, it's diluting everything because the bands are it, and then they can't last yeah. and they can't make a living doing this. Um, so they don't have the time to put into, you know, developing their, themselves as artists. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it's I, I just think eventually it's got it has to change. Hey. They, they have they have no choice. You know, they're not or, well, or the whole industry will be dead. Absolutely. Again, I, I hope you're right, man. And last half full. That's I, what I'm looking I, at. <laughs> I see I see stuff like this or even more to the point. I see what really makes me think that it just ain't going to happen is when I see the industry celebrating things like vinyl. When I see a, when I see an industry saying this this would be like if if the tele if Verizon put out a thing and said, "You know what? We sold more rotary phones this year than in the last 10 years." That is not a victory. Yeah. That is no, an embarrassment. No, you're right. It's not a victory. I and agree. and mm -hmm. people should absolutely not 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 fans. I mean fans want collectible shit that's why they're mm -hmm. buying vinyl but the industry as a whole should be looking at this and going this is bullshit 
you know, mm-hmm. we should we shouldn't be selling vinyl at all. We should be selling thumb drives. We should be selling I don't know. I don't know what, but you know, mm-hmm. some some sort of streaming something something that's only available to if you buy this special coin or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, some kind of medium other than putting more money into old bullshit ways, yeah. mm-hmm. ways of doing things. True. And yeah. we've been watching it deteriorate. I mean, how long have we had MP3s now? 25 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one's done anything except whine about it. No, you're right. But and I, I think what it is, though, is because a lot of these heads at these, or, you know, at these uh, labels and so forth and in, in the industry, they, they're so techno- technologically in it. I don't buy that. I don't buy yeah, that. I, I do, yeah. man. I, I think they just don't want to. Listen, and that's why I'm saying there are going to be if if you get some, you know, some of these younger cats in there that understand how you know the the, the listening behaviors of of you know of music listeners and what they you know in terms of technology and where they're listening and what what it is that really grabs them, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're the ones that are going to hopefully be able to adjust it. You know, the industry to a place where. It can. I'm not saying it's. I don't think. I, I agree with you in the point that I don't think it's ever going to get back to the way it once yeah. was. No, I agree. No, there's no well, way they're going to re- recreate that. I think, but at least could get to a place where new music can become relevant again, and that there's, you know, it at least can generate uh, a whole new generation of music, hard rock, metal fans, whatever, um, without it having just getting everything just stuck into listening to old music. Now, here's another thing which is interesting. I never just really quickly because we we're yeah, over no, an hour, no. hour, but I don't care. The one I mean, thing that does scare me that I used to I used to be actually for that I'm I'm starting mm-hmm. to be not really for it anymore is the hologram stuff because I think that's what they might start doing next. Yeah. Is going back and because they just want to continue to repackage now these dead artists and have them play live on a hologram. And then they don't even need to put them to play live, dude. They'll put them in your fucking Oculus. Well, that well, yeah, that too, of course. But I mean, in terms of if you want to go see live music. You're gonna have these holograms now. You're gonna have musicians up there playing the music. I'm not saying you know it can be any just hired musicians playing the stuff, and then you've got Dio up there on his hologram, and you're gonna see this nonstop because it's it's what they don't have to develop artists still. They could still be I, playing see, I, dead I people. Shit. I don't. A. I don't think the kids. A. Well, you've raised 14 points that I'm going to address here real quick. Go ahead. Number one, with the as far as going back. Well, I'll start with the with the um the hologram, then I'll go back. Okay. With the hologram, kids today they don't really want to go to shows. They want to sit in their house. They want to they want to play with their fucking goggles. Mm-hmm. They they, they want to do it on their Xbox. A kid today would be much more likely to watch a uh uh an Oculus Pantera show than they would be to go and see. Philip Anselmo, Rex Brown, and the ghosts of, or the holograms of Vince and Dimebag. Mm-hmm. They are. They would rather watch it right in their house. And they'll put any amount of money, just like they do into their game systems, into a a mm-hmm. really quality Oculus or whatever VR setup they can have. Mm-hmm. I, I am a thousand percent convinced that that's the direction it's going to go I could see is that. to making mm-hmm. everything visual and making it everything at home everything where you can have the concert you don't even have to leave your house yeah, that's a good point that I is that. i could see that, that yeah. is is mm-hmm. one direction secondly to go backwards to your point about that the labels don't have tech guys the labels do have tech guys 
the labels know that the bands are too stupid or lazy to actually protect their their music mm. and that's mm-hmm. why they don't do it that's why mm-hmm. they don't change it that's why they don't that's why they know that they have these artists mm-hmm. on the hook mm-hmm. and they don't have to pay yeah. them the the new that artists aren't going to sign those deals the, mm-hmm. all these guys that have all the hits have signed all these dumb deals and even mm-hmm. these deals that they're making they sound like they're these incredible deals these 150 250 million dollar deals yeah, I get it. If you've had 45 years of success, that may seem like a big deal, but it's a drop in the bucket. These, yeah. I, I promise you that Blackstone is not making these deals or BlackRock or whatever that company is called. I promise you they're not making these deals on, on a break-even budget. Mm-hmm. They're making those deals a thousand percent because they know that they can make 20 times w- more than that by cutting this shit up, putting it in every commercial, putting it into a hologram or a VR set that's already being planned in the future, mm-hmm. um, you know, every other kind of thing, taking the vocal and writing new songs, that's a whole nother thing that you're going to start having. You're going to have a new Neil Young album after he's dead because they have every sound the guy's ever mm-hmm. made. They own it and they can repackage it and remorph it any way they want to. Yeah. No, and these tech guys, point, you yeah. think these tech guys can't do that? Well, no, I, I'm not saying they don't have tech guys. I know they have tech guys. But what I'm saying is they don't they don't understand the, the CEOs. They don't understand just technology in general. Now, they have the guys, of course, working for them in their ears, telling them, you know, giving them information on it. My thing is just they don't um, just like you said, they're, they're just as lazy as artists are protecting their music. See, you I know? just think I just think R and D costs money that they don't have to spend right now, and they're they're literally just going toward their own finish. Well, once line. again, they don't because, care about the industry. Well, they don't, well, care. They don't care the industry. They said they're not looking. To, they're not looking themselves yeah. to discover new music themselves. And I guess that they don't believe in it. They don't. They're not engaged in it. So yes, it makes sense for them just to stick to what they know best. Yeah. As long as as long as it's still bringing them, you yeah. know, the revenue that they that they uh, you know they're they're you know forecasting that they want to bring in right then they'll do it you know what i mean yeah, and, 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 the, yeah. and the artists are too dude how many times have we t- me and you talked to artists and said why do you put your fucking music on spotify mm-hmm. yeah we ask them that all the time and they and yeah. none of them have an answer well because they just do it because an, it's they, well that's the way it's done that's it's the like, way well, it's done you know, exactly. and that's nonsense yeah. and and that is what these record labels are one thousand percent capitalizing on you're right yeah the mm-hmm. fact that these artists that will sell they don't have to sell a bunch you know uh, night ranger i'm just throwing a name out there yeah, yeah. and i i have no knowledge of their deals or anything like that but night ranger puts out a record they're gonna sell ten thousand hard copies of it you know around the world and mm-hmm. they're gonna do five million streams of it mm-hmm. So that's worth X amount of money. 10,000 times 10 is a hundred, what, million dollars? Is that right? My, mm-hmm. Here we go, Chris Aiken math. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if that's a million and five million plays at a couple cents a thing is maybe another million dollars. It's a $2 million, $2 million made mm-hmm. for a $20,000 investment from the label to put out a record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to them. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. And w- so why would they go and invest in, mm-hmm. in developing something new, developing a new technology? 
dude, I'm making, I'm making a hundred times what I invest in just throwing it out there the old way. And I'm going to keep making that money until it's dead mm -hmm. yeah. until it's dead and gone. And then that's the next guy's fucking problem to figure out how to fix it. Well, that's, that's what's it, going on. Well, and that next guy is going to have the problem and, and yeah, he needs to fucking fix it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean? like, I, I, agree, but I, I just yeah. don't think I hear you. I, yeah. I think you're approaching this from a place of passion. Well, passion, hope, and passion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I listen. Trust me. I mean, obviously, you're you're making total sense in in everything you're throwing out there with this. Um, from from yes, from a from a uh, business standpoint, in terms of dollars and cents, you know, there's yeah. no doubt. Um, I, you know, what my thing is just there's got to there's going to have to be. I just think things go in cycles. I'm not like I said. I, I definitely agree with you in terms of it's never going to be the way it once was. You know that that has taken me a little while to to just admit to myself that it's not sure. going to be the same um but i do believe you know that there's going to be a point in time and i think you know not that we're seeing but we're starting to see just from some of these young bands that we see out there that are in their young 20s playing some of this you know you know old, I, I you know like i'm using like a dirty honey for example you know mm -hmm. yes I, I think what's happening now is the labels are going great. Yeah, we can go ahead and, and spend money on on a, on a, a dirty honey a, a band that sounds like you know has like a similar to like a Guns and Roses or Black Crows sound. Yeah. Or we could just focus on the Black Crows and Guns and Roses and, and push yeah. that on the people because it's already known. It's already hits. Yeah. Um, we, can, we can talk those two guys that hate each other into doing two tours and and making yeah. you know half a billion dollars or or two hundred yeah. million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. And that yeah. makes more sense to them. You know, it's it's like mm -hmm. okay, well we can. We can build dirty honey for five years and maybe it'll get there. Or mm. we could take these two guys. We could pay them a shit ton of money to pretend they like each other and go mm. out and sing the songs that people know. And we'll make yeah. 10 times more money. Yeah, no, it, it definitely. And that is, you know, obviously that's a very discouraging thing. You know what I mean? Mm. In terms of the future music. And so, like I said, man, I'm, I'm just look, trying to look at the glass half full. You've got it half empty and you make a lot of sense. I have it this uh, empty. It's completely oh, it's empty. Gone. It's completely empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, it sucks. And, uh, you know, we just got to, like I said, you know, hopefully everyone just kind of does their part. And yeah, something happens, you know, magically where there, there's at least some future for, for this music because, yeah, well, it's, it's a dim, it's definitely a dim outlook right it now. It is. No you know, yeah. I, look, the bottom line is the only thing that all of us can do is support the artists that we like That's that right. are new. That are new, that are exactly. new. I mean, and, and I'm not even saying don't support your artists that are old, but you know, obviously support them too. But you know, I mean, do you need five Metallica shirts? Or could you have one or two and then you spend, you know, those yeah. other two or three shirts could go to the, some of the new bands, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's know? it. Buy a hat, you exactly. know? I mean, that's like I don't really wear band shirts, but I have a shit ton of hats. Hats, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I buy all kinds of hats or tchotchkes or something. I try, you know, and if it's a band I really like. Or I want to see successful. Like I, I bought the plush record. I bought it mm. on download. I bought okay. the dirty honey record on download. Mm. You know, do I need to? No, I have fucking YouTube music. I get them both for nothing. And plus I'm in the business. I could literally, yeah, free. literally yeah. pick up my phone and text and Mark or Mariah and they mm. would send it to me signed. But you know, I, I want to support. And and I know you're the same way. I know you go out and support. I got my Dunny Honey vinyl I bought at their show for fifty bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? It's I mean that's, you you, yeah, it's you just, support yeah. because yeah. you want because you genuinely have a passion for what they do. Not necessarily mm -hmm. those bands. I mean, I'm sure you like Dirty Honey. I do too. Oh yeah. But I think your passion is more toward 
what we're losing. And I think that might be yes, why why guys uh, guys like us have such a passion for it now. We because losing. Yeah. we see uh, it yeah. leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it no, sucks. You're absolutely right, man. 100%. It, it sucks. But uh, with that said, all right, we're coming up here about an hour and 20. So I think <laughs> we've, uh, we've done a... a, a, a a, a pretty uh, detailed job in this topic, yeah, but I so see. yeah. So in closing, I mean, anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? No, man, this was fun. Just, just, um, yeah, just fun in the most support. morbid way ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, we can't say enough. Just continue, please, to support you know these uh, these artists in these bands yeah. because you know this. I think you know, just like a lot of things in life, we just I think you know a lot of us t- took this for granted, thinking. This was going to, you know, the way the music industry was coming up with all these new bands and new scenes and everything, it was going to be like that forever. And it was, we're seeing, you know, we are slowly losing something. We're watching a slow sure. death of something that we all loved and that was a big part of our lives. So I really yep. hope that uh, people need to really give these younger bands a chance. You know, I understand it's not easy to to find, you know, where they are. Some people just don't know how to find these bands. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They never used to like looking for them. So they just yeah. rely on stuff being fed to them. Sure. Well, we, we do a lot of these interviews with these bands on Aftershocks. You do a bunch on Chris Aikens Presents. So uh, just, you know, give them a shot. And, yeah. you know, that's well, all look, I can say. Uh, look, look, forget us. I'll, I'll give you guys the easiest, simplest way to find new music. Whatever band you like, pick one of them. Type in the name of the band, 2022 Sounds Like. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just type it into Google. Whatever comes out, and this is what people should be doing anyway. One time a week, do that. Mm-hmm. One time a week, say 2022 new band sounds like Warrant, whoever mm-hmm. it is. Type it in, whatever band pops up, watch their video. Dedicate five whole minutes into finding something new. And yep. I guarantee you, if you do that for 90 days, you will find one band that you really enjoy. I Guaranteed. think more than one band. Yeah, but, exactly. but I guarantee at least, one. At least one, I guarantee yeah. one out of 12, you know, you have 12 mm-hmm. weeks, you do it once a week. Mm-hmm. One of the 12 will be something you'll be like, wow, I really didn't realize this was out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. But you gotta, you can't be lazy. That's really what it is. You have to make the effort because as we've talked about here today, these labels, these these music companies, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, they have no interest at all in helping you. Yeah, none, none at all. And they're not going to. So it's it is. No. It's up to the, it's up to the fans and the artists themselves to to really drive this thing. Yeah. You know, it exactly. is exactly. But there's tons yeah. of it to find. I don't care who your favorite band is. There's somebody that sounds like them today. Absolutely, there just is. Absolutely, no doubt. And with that, we're going to wrap this up. All right. Great discussion, Chris. And we'll uh, see everybody next time. Thank you.